Welcome back, everybody, to the Cold Strong Power Podcast. Me and Katie are here talking. This is our benching and bullshitting episode for the week. Uh, The holiday seasons weren't really too kind to us, so we haven't been on for a while. We were sick. We were busier and all dog shit hell. So we're back now. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to... Pick up where we left off, basically. Pretty much. We've got a lot going on with training and a whole bunch of stuff. So let's start. Let's back it up. Our very last podcast was Thanksgiving. Mm. We had um, the interview with Lauren Cudworth, which was a pretty good interview. Yeah. Um, And then after that, all of December, do you want to talk about what we did in December? December. I don't remember December. We had our meet. We 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 both got brutally sick yep uh duncan and his crew came enlisted oh okay so yeah so uh we'll start we'll start with the fundraiser anyway we had we ran our first official fundraising meet for the colbstrong scholarship uh we hosted a small non-sanctioned meet we had 10 lifters it wasn't big by any means it was super fun it was awesome it, we had compliments from veteran uh handlers people that come to meets and just help and spot and load we didn't have a single hiccup not a single hang up uh they were like this is one of the most well-ran events we've ever been to before even though it was small it was a push-pull meet bra only fundraising purposes it was ran incredibly smooth but we had a fantastic group of people there to help us yeah they really know what the fuck they're doing so that helped uh we raised it was a little over seven hundred dollars that meet which was really good for having 10 lifters between like the donations that we had, um, the lifting entry fees. And then that doesn't even count all of the, that's just the money we were able to put towards the scholarship. Um, but then we also had Anderson powerlifting donated $200 worth of gift cards. Um, Jeff wish barbell donated shirts and supplements. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the other supplement? You handled that. Geared up nutrition. Geared up nutrition. Also donated supplements for the top lifter by Coe Fisher, Glossberger, Glossberger, Glossberger formula, and we had uh, so we had lots of supplements, free equipment, ammonia wraps, things like that for the top female, top male it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And that morning, um, like our, I think the very first donation of that morning put us over the seven hundred dollar mark, and that's what put us over the 3000 to be able to sponsor our third lifter um, for the scholarship for 2022. So applications are open now. uh, And we are excited that we're going to get to pick three people for this first year. Awesome. Awesome. We wanted one and we got three. So that's very exciting. We raised three grand. We can help three athletes. Yeah. So that was the the event we hosted. We're going to have more. We got some cool ideas of different events to host mm-hmm. uh, for this coming year. Then we had a group of uh, lifters come in from Lynchburg, Virginia, which is about three hours away. Uh, a young man named Duncan Hunley, who's actually a part of Anderson Powerlifting now. Yep. Congratulations, Duncan. And uh, he brought like six or seven guys to our gym, our facility on a Wednesday. And uh, we lifted, we trained together. And it was pretty awesome. A uh, whole new crew, a whole different group of guys. Never met them before. Uh, that was pretty fun. That was when I was really sick, so I didn't get to go. Um, so tell everyone about it. Tell me about it. I guess because oh, just they showed they showed up on time. They were they were they were very on time. Five or five thirty 
on the dot. I think I was actually late. We're late every day, probably. So uh, they showed up. It was seven of them. We started benching. It was my kind of bench accessory day. We were doing uh, two or we were doing three board uh, slinger. So like I was wearing my Widowmaker. We were doing top end lockout work. We were actually doing sets of 10. I did sets of 10 with, let's say I did 850, 950, and 1,000. Those guys just kind of followed suit, did what I was doing. and nice. pretty fun that we did a group uh, tricep movement where we did, I had a sled on the ground. I call it tricep death. There's tricep murder, which is where you bench off of boards in consecutive order. Uh, I actually did, tri- I call it tricep death. The sled is on that end of the gym. There's a big rope that goes all the way down to where you are on the floor. And you have somebody stand on the sled. And you grab the rope and you do a tricep extension. And you grab the rope and you try and you pull that guy all the way down to the other end of the gym. Who did you have on your foot? I had the heaviest guy <laughs> who showed up. He was like 335 pounds nice. plus the weight of the sled on turf. So it didn't really move very well. So that was fun. And uh, we had a good workout. And uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. I got it all recorded, put it on Patreon. I just saw we had a we got a new patron here about five minutes ago. Oh, cool. Thanks so, for joining. Whoever it was, I don't know if they're live here with me or not, but if you get you already joined, I appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you very He'll much. reach out later anyway yeah. on Patreon and say hi. Yeah. But, so uh, uh then we uh we, then it was like holiday and stuff. Yeah. You had was his name Terry? No, I, I had uh Toby Hurley. Toby Hurley. Toby I Hurley come together. He's from downstate, he's from the southern end of Virginia, he came up and uh, he wanted to learn and uh, get his bench kind of critiqued by me, myself, my, my, my crew and had a good time with him and his wife. And he was, he benches alone, but he had some, he had, he had one bad habit that a person training alone would do or, or possibly develop. develop where he would, he's benching out of those, those uh, rogue hooks that, that swing out of the way when you take a weight out. So he was not, he was kind of, he was show, he was shouldering it to get it out of the rack. So his shoulders were out of position. So we fixed that. Other than that, he had a beautiful bench set up. So didn't have to correct much, but yeah. it was fun. I mean, you both got just sick. I was sick that whole time. We were just sick as a dog. And then we kind of got unsick about a week before our meet, which was towards oh. the middle of December. Right. And then there was just holidays and New Year and yes. like we're two weeks into January and we're finally like, okay, yeah. let's get back I on was, track with our lives. I was fine after 10 days. I was sick, sick, sick. Yeah. We don't know what it was. It wasn't the big one that's going around right now. It was no. just something else. You can still get sick and not have the... the, the it was sh- enough to kick our ass. Yeah, I'll it tell was you that. bad. So, oh. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so since then... January, uh, somebody decided the new year was just going to be shit. No, you like the greatest benching. Oh, I thought you meant like, like the, the oh, happy up. January. Let's bench fourteen hundred pounds. I thought you meant like the ninety-five <laughs> rack having no. Power oh yeah, then days. we didn't have power. That's what it was. Then our power was out for a couple days, three or four days. We lost two hundred and some dollars worth of groceries. Short story, some jackass on 95 who didn't know how to drive with the snow wrecked, blocked up all the traffic. They couldn't get guys in there to save them. People sat on the highway for 24 hours. We lost power. 
That's... Everybody lost power. Some people were, were lost power for like six or seven days. Um, I think it was like national news about I-95 being oh, yeah. shut down. There was and... camera crews over here. There was helicopters going overhead. I was like, oh, get out of here. Jesus and like the Christ. rerouting. So everybody had to come from I-95 to Route 1. And Route 1 is how like we have to get out of our apartment complex. It goes on to Route 1. And there's no like good merging and the traffic lights weren't working and people just don't care. And there was like two wrecks right by our intersection. Yep. It would take us like 45 minutes just to get out of the apartment yep. and then six hours to get back home. Imagine, it was so bad. imagine being involved in a wreck uh, and dead stop traffic. That's how that's stupid. That's how stupid this is. In the intersection was. and not moving their cars and nobody yeah. can go anywhere or do anything. You're was, dead, you're, nobody's moving and people were still wrecking. It was it was so it was bad stupid the whole state was unprepared for the situation yeah moving on i don't want to go down that fucking hole. but in the midst of all that you benched 1400 pounds well i on a saturday i hey i benched 1400 off the one board, the one board in the gym three saturdays ago no two saturdays it was ago. that saturday that we first lost power okay, and then yeah. wednesday you did your 405 uh, so yeah, after I did 1400 from a one board, which was 100 pounds more than I've ever handled in my entire life. So it fucked me up bad. Then that Wednesday, I hit a PR with 315 for reps. I hit 40, which was my, oh, 315 yeah, for 40. my best with that was either 32 or 33 the last time I tried it. So that was a huge leap forward. And then... That that coming Saturday, so last Saturday. Now we're catching yeah, up. Yeah, now we're catching up. Um, you shit the bed. I, well, my my CNS <laughs> was blaster fucked from handling a hundred pounds more than I've ever had in my entire life in my hands. Plus having no power. No power. No week. no CPAP machine. I couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Oh. Couldn't eat. No food. Calories. I mean, obviously we ate. Like we weren't just sitting here starving to death. But well, the food was... that you were eating was. It was not, not ideal. Yeah, you were way, way, way under. Not for what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, and then, uh, then we got over it. I got my weight gain finally came in. It was like three weeks delayed because of all this fucking snow down here. Yeah. Virginia doesn't, Virginia and snow don't really work well together. In Ohio, this would have never fucking happened, just saying. Anyway, so I got my weight gainer, got my food back up, got my machine plugged in, sleeping very well. Finally sleeping. you like, a whole two nights to catch up that one day you napped oh, for like Jesus. four hours just to catch up it was bad i didn't realize how much i actually need that thing until i didn't have it yeah so anyway and then uh now we're lined up and we're back to this week today and i received a two-ply if anybody is not aware already i'm, I'm doing a training cycle where i'm working with the morel equipment now that Pharrell is working with Anderson Powerlifting, and Anderson Powerlifting is the sole distributor for Pharrell equipment. That's it. You can only get Pharrells from Anderson. Mm -hmm. I have a code as well as Kolb Strong, <laughs> 10% discount. That's not commission. That's just purely for you to have just a discount. Yeah. Use my Instagram handle. If you want Anderson equipment, you get a discount. Uh, so I got a two-ply. It's just a stock two-ply. There's nothing special to this thing. It's just a stock 50. It doesn't have the super neck on it. If you order a two-ply 50 from Anderson, you're going to get this exact same shirt. Yep. It's, it's not special. It's not custom. Nope. It's just a bone stock. It's got the kind of the squared off uh, neck on it. It's two plies right here. 
you can see that. Um, and I've been trying it out. And you know something? It's it's it was Amber's idea, I think, because it's it's the same concept with poly. It's um, less layers, but you can wear it smaller. That's how I made my single ply polyesters work so well. It's one single layer, yes, but I wore them so small that I got. I mean, the 1120 in June at that time was the heaviest bench ever done, regardless of gear, weight class, age, drugs or no drugs. Yeah. So that really says something, What, how much potential polyester really has. So the same concept with this, we went from these big custom multi-layered Pharrell's to this really small two-layer Pharrell. And it's working really well right now. Very happy with it. Yeah, I feel like you're able to... Same with Polly's and this shirt. The shirt is able to assist you in lifting the weight versus some of the big shirts. They're, they're at the bottom, like you're just assisting the shirt, you know? So you're able to control it a little bit more. It's, it, and it feels more familiar. More yeah. It feels more familiar because I'm so used to wearing things so damn tight. I mean, I, if I'm not really well known for anything else, Single ply benching, I think, is what I'm most known for. But using you into a toddler T-shirt. That's how it works. You can't. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you cannot wear your single plies like you wear multi ply. It will not work well. So I, I technically mastered that part of the sport anyway. So we had that idea. Me and Amber and Katie kind of thought about it. A few more of my friends at the gym, and we went with a really small, tight fitting double, and it's working really well. So. Mm -hmm. Tested it out today, and I put it all on Patreon. Uh, it's up there right now. We went, we worked up to a thousand pounds in the double, in the double to a half board. A half board is about a quarter inch, and it moved. It just flew up. I mean, I don't think I was expecting it. No offense, I did. I just <laughs> didn't think I was expecting it to move as fast as it did because the other Pharrells that you have are so much bigger that I was like, oh, this one's not going to have the same kind of power, mm. but it did. Yeah. And you did. And it was incredible. That I thought was, it was so good. That was fun. We actually heard the thing creak. Now creaking means like, that's the sound of fibers. Like, yeah. Or like the stitches splitting. stretching out a little. Yeah. Uh, so when I got down to the, when I touched, it was like, and like I, you could hear it creak, which is a good thing. That means it does in fact fit super tight. And it is in fact stretching a very far distance, which is kind of the point. Great, yeah. So yeah, so we went to a thousand. I was like, okay, that's good for that shirt for this week. Mm -hmm. I took that off. I put the big boy shirt on, which I've been in more. This is only my second session with a two ply Pharrell. Uh, the first session was on Wednesday, me just putting it on, testing it out with like five or six plates, just kind of playing with it. So the big boy shirt, oh, it's heavy. Much bigger. <laughs> this you can even just see. Yeah. Like, look at the collar on that. Yeah, so this has an actual like collar. I mean, this thing is, if you look at it, it's flat. There it is. That's yeah. what it looks like. It's big. So this is my custom four that I came from Pharrell. And he designed this thing specifically for my style of benching. And uh I'm very, very at home in that thing. It fits perfectly. Um, so today I, I went straight from a thousand. To a 1300 just went okay this is 300 pound jump which if you're adapted to certain weights and you're in equipment you're not going to hurt yourself you can make those big jumps they didn't handle that plenty of times before yeah 1300 pounds is becoming a pretty common number right now yeah. 
So I went there. It was actually 1309. It was easier just it was easier just to slap on some greens and not like oh a 10 and a five and a fuck that just 1309 is fine. Smoked it off one board. I was like, okay. Now it's moved faster before, but it felt consistent, just nice and boom. And these are the lifts that are on Instagram. And then I went, I was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? Do I stay here and just fuck around that way? Or do I go up? I usually try to go up because that's just what I like to do. And I went up to 1425. And that's the, the one board PR that I got today. And it was very fucking heavy. Yeah. That one, a lot of your lifts are just like, oh, so fast. Oh, so good. Wow, that was amazing. And this one, originally, he was going to do it for two. The plan was 14.25 to a one board for two. He wanted to double what he did last week, plus a little bit more weight. And he brought it down. It looked beautiful. And as he started going back up, I was like, oh, turds. Is he going to try to take this for a second like that? It looked heavy. It's very rare that it looks heavy when you hold it. You can't hear it in the video, but what I actually said when I got it up, I said, just one. And then they took it from me. (laughs) I was like, no, that was, uh, I didn't overshoot. I don't want you to get the wrong. definitely, what are they called, RPE 10? Yeah. Uh, Well, no, RPE. You were at the top there, bud. um, That was you. That was your max. Today. So anyway, so I didn't overshoot it. I still felt very capable. It's but just it was that I overshot saying taking it for a double. That wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. But I'm still very, very happy with it. Every time I go, like a one board PR for me now is literally a weight. Well, from this point forward, it's going to have to be a weight that I've never fucking touched. Well, and it was just a few months ago when you were all you could talk about was 12 right all you could say was i'm gonna bench 12 i want to bench 12 okay and people were joking that you were gonna bench 13 and 1400 pounds and i literally had to tell some of our teammates like stop saying those numbers because my anxiety like i can't handle that yet what let's hit 12 first Mm. and now you're skipping 12 and going straight to over 13 in the gym, like twelve's not even a working weight anymore. It is. It's still. It's, it's still really fucking yeah, heavy. It's very heavy. Don't get it twisted. It's just, oh, I don't know, baffling to me that we're at fourteen right now, when months ago twelve seemed like the mecca. Well, that different from my equipment. I was. I still have an ultimate goal to do twelve hundred pounds in a single ply polyester shirt. That is yeah, still. That's still a goal that I have. It's just that these Pharrells, these band shirts are just so, they make everything so goddamn. 1425 was not easy. But could I do that in a poly? Fuck no. Absolutely not. Not Not yet. But I used to touch, I've touched 13 a few times off boards in my polys. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, I would be on the ground for 20 minutes. Just the nature of the shirt and the contortion and the, the compression and, and the nature of how polys work. I'd be on the floor for 20 minutes after look like that. I can do 12, 13, 14, 14, 25. Yeah. Freak out CNS speaking for a few seconds. And after I get over it, I'm fine. Yeah. I got no marks on my arms. There's no. You're recovering faster. Yeah. I got no. I'm not torn up or anything. I used to bleed. They I used are to, a lot easier on your body yes. than a poly. Oh. And I mean, that's apparent. They're easier 
can move weight than in a poly. That's apparent with the guys that can't bench 500 pounds in a poly putting 1,000 pounds in a Burrell shirt. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if you can push 500 pounds more, the shirt is making a difference. Absolutely. So and I'm, I'm glad about the recovery part for I, you. Okay. I think it's great. It's fun, though. I'm not going to – it's fun as hell, and I love – I enjoy – working with rob farrell oh hell yeah i mean i've been with anderson for 12 years i obviously there's a reason why I've, i stay with them um if all if anybody knows it's just they're they're just incredible fucking people they're amazing and, and i there's a reason why i really enjoy working with rob he's just an incredible ambassador to the sport and he gives and gives and gives and he cares so i love that anyhow that's as up to date as we can possibly go Today? So was today. Things are going incredibly well. So what do we have coming up? Right. What do we have coming up? We have nothing in January. We're just training. training. Yep. February. Um, I'm thinking about competing in your kind of IPABs. I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure yet. We'll be there regardless. Gonna be there regardless because a lot of my crew, some of them it's their first competition ever. Actually, Dean Owen and Taylor are both all three. First Taylor, meet oh, she's not unsanctioned meeting. This is her first sanction. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, so we'll be in York regardless uh, the end of February. I might compete. I might not. I don't know yet. Okay. The very next weekend, we're leaving. So we're leaving York, going straight to Ohio, going home for a week. The very next weekend is the Arnold Classic. It's still on, from what I understand. She will be there with Anderson Powerlifting all weekend. And our newest member is also one of our crew members, Amber Hansen. Hell yeah. Is the newest member of Team Anderson Powerlifting. She's going to be up there with us, going to work the booth all three days. I love the Arnold. I love working with Kevin at the booth and pushing product. Yeah. I think we're going to have a bench. And I think I'm not doing any shirt work. That's no. Just rep work. I'm probably going to give a reverse grip demonstration. Maybe do 405 for 20 or something stupid like that. Uh, who knows? And then we'll go out to eat and team dinner, and we'll go to the Mongolia Barbecue Buffet, which is a normal. Every time we go to Columbus, we always go to the uh, Mongolia Barbecue Buffet. Always. So good. Jimmy eats so much that I throw up. The guy, the wait, time. the last time we were there, the waiter was, I got done with two plates. And these plates are enormous. And well, the, they're as big as you fill your bowl. And when you're filling your bowl and holding the food on top, to hand it to the people they're going to be the only late. way to do it <laughs> but then the guy was and then you have to request you have to get your waiter request another bowl to go fill to get another plate i got done with two and he goes i was i can't get another bowl he's like you sure i'm like <laughs> just bring two more and i stutter like, <laughs> like like yeah he's like oh i've seen guys bigger than you not finish more than one i'm like well, i did two i would <laughs> like a third go and get my third eat the whole scarf it down, barely taste it, flagged down for another bowl. He's like, are you sure, dude? I'm like, am I a child? Yeah, I'm fucking sure. Well, what everyone else at the table has been done eating for 45 minutes and you're still going, we're all shocked. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're only, we only eat there once I a know. year. It's such a treat. <laughs> so we're going to do that. We're going to hang out in Columbus. I fucking love Ohio. I I hate the winter. Fuck you, Ohio. I hate your winters, but I love living there. I love the people. They're so much nicer than so South. There's, it's the, I mean, not only does Ohio look like a heart, 
but Ohio itself is like the heartbeat of the powerlifting community. How much more badass could you get? You host the Arnold Classic every year. You've got Westside, Lexa, Elite FTS, Doghouse, Laura Phelps' Sweatshop. Like, it's the mecca of the power of the community. I'm sorry. It is. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Texas got a lot of cool things. Um, I was going to mention California. Fuck Texas no. Texas is cool because they've got it as a high school sport. Like, yeah. I will probably not get over that. Oh, that's, that's, that's bad. But maybe we could make Ohio a thing. Well, we'll see. Get into more high schools there. Anyhow. So, and then uh, after the Arnold, so it's York, Arnold, York again, three weeks in a row. I might compete. If, if I don't compete in York the first time, I'll compete in York that time. RPS meet, not IPA. Uh, I love Amy Richlax's benches that she uses. Mm, love them. Very safe. Uh, I got two guys that want to do that meet, or one now, I'm not sure. Whew. And then, Jesus, God. And then we got... The end of March is the WPO Bench Bash for Cash. I think I'm going to that down in Florida. The very next weekend is the Women's Pro-Am in Cincinnati. So we're back to Ohio. Back to York, Columbus, Ohio, then York, then Florida, and Cincinnati. And, and Texas. then Texas in May for the Baddest Bencher, too. And then I think we get a break. For a couple months. For a couple months. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And that's as far as we've gotten so far. Well, I guess we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But yeah, yeah that's kind of our up and coming. We will have another scholarship oh. meet this year. We just don't know if it's going to be down here or if we're going to try to host one up in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Oh, like down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, or what, like where it's going to be. Um, we're also thinking of hosting like a kind of like a bench, a bench only meet, I guess, like slinger meet. We were talking yeah, about. I, I think uh, I'm going to work with Ralph Talati of Deathwish Barbell. Um, and uh, we want to host some sort of as a bench meet, take a bench off. But I want to have like multiple flights. If we get enough people, I want to have like two flights so people have it's not like one continuous flight because, but it's a bench off and it's going to be. Uh, where you can wear it's like a slinger meet where you can add you can wear any kind of slinger no shirts but like slingers any no single doubles whatever you want to wear any brand and you compete and we'll work on i don't know how we do the prizes and stuff we're going to work on that yeah other, probably like heaviest bench for men heaviest bench for women regardless of body weight coefficient gear whatever um as one and then we'll do probably a coefficient for top male, top female, so four big winners. Are you okay? I'm perfect. <laughs> perfect. Like, you, you get home from the gym like I do. I get home from the gym from the day. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Get home from the gym. Another 800 calorie shake. Pass the fuck out with my CPAP machine. Wake up. Now I'm doing this. It's live. So, uh. That. And then the other idea we had is to do a push pull or a, I don't know, a custom Ironman, which means you can do, it's kind of, it's kind of a funky idea, but we're working with it where you could do, you, you pick, you as the lifter pick which two lifts you want to do to get a combined total. Yeah. So usually Ironman is bench deadlift, but you could do squat deadlift. You could do squat bench or bench deadlift or just bench by itself. I don't know. We could pick two. We can do. Not if I have to. I mean, yeah. 
Oh, well. Pick two. It's called the pick two. Okay. But you can do any <laughs> combination of the three lifts to get the highest possible Iron Man total you want. Yeah. Different idea. That idea actually came from um, Aubrey Timmons, who we interviewed. Her podcast episode will be out here in a couple weeks. Um, she's 16. She's from Ohio. And that was a question that we asked her. And she said that. And we were like, whoa, that's cool as hell. We're going to do that for our next meet. Yeah. So that's super cool. Crazy idea. I mean, yeah. I went to an IPA meet, uh, uh, let's see, January of 2020. It's tattooed on my arm. Yeah, 2020 is tattooed on my arm. I don't care. It's a good year for us. It was. First thousand pound right. bench, got out of the Marine Corps. <clears throat> I love 2020 was good to us. And then she moved forward in, in life and everything. We had a good year together. But uh, the fuck? Oh, so that IPA meet. Was kind of a throwback beat, so they went uh, in order. They went bench, squat, deadlift, which like they used to do that back in the fifties or sixties. It was. It was I feel like it threw a lot of people off. It did. They, that's they why they, <laughs> they haven't done it in the last two years. But it was it was different. It was it was bench, squat, deadlift. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Anyway. Are you done? Yeah. Sorry. I, I want know. to get to questions. Yeah, there. I was gonna say um, it just kicked me out i had to jump back in so i lost all the beginning questions Aww. so if you scroll Aww. up you'll be able to see all those okay and then i'll have the rest of them the very oh, let me do it again all right guys so so just go ahead and scroll back up and we'll start answering questions. yeah so we're going to answer questions now from the live which i have my phone you sitting right here yeah just uh, go to... i got it i just want to get to the quite we wanted to do kind of the we don't want to miss that benching and bullshitting first now we're going to get to questions that we see and we will go from there. Yeah. I know there's some up here before. Oh, Marlon's on here. Yeah, he asked questions there. A good Abend, Marlon. Good um, to see you. So he's asking how the 1425 felt. You kind of talked about it. It felt already. like shit. It hurt. It was very, very painful. Joe's, Joe's on, on here. <laughs> Ariel. Ariel lifts. Ariel lifts. How do you keep such a strong passion? For the sport after so long of lifting that's a, good question. that's a deep question well it's it's um he's obsessive for what so there's that she swears i'm like oh, secretly autistic no, or something. Not, no yeah. you have an obsessive personality but, but you it, do. the way it shifts it like shifts you, and has cycles yeah, and stuff you, you absolutely for like six months straight you ate nothing but shrimp and rice bland okay that's all you ate. I put rice. I put salt. In that it. was weird. Sometimes all you do is watch Star Wars and nothing else. I do that all. <laughs> like, but anyway, you're obsessed with powerlifting. So I, I guess the way it works is I've not spent my career concerned with others. I'm trying to do this kind of the right way. So I've always been concerned with myself. I, I mean, I, there's always numbers I want to achieve. Records are cool. Now I'm working with records now that I'm up, up to the level I'm at. But throughout my entire career, I was not concerned with other competitors, people that were rivals. I don't know if I ever, yeah, whatever. I just was concerned with me and the numbers I wanted to achieve this entire time I've been lifting weights. I've been competing for almost 14 years, lifting altogether for almost 18 years. And you're still that way. Like you're not. Oh, I'm gonna bench this this weekend because I just saw so and so bench this last weekend. That's like, it. It's it's because it's, why? 
I always I always have wanted to keep lifting because I have goals I want to meet. Um, now, say if you spent your entire career like I'm going to chase that guy down and beat him, or I'm going to chase him down and beat him, and I'm going to beat his total and beat yeah, me. that's stressful. And also, well, I wouldn't want to hold that much animosity. Well, it's not just stressful, but like, okay, so what if you would? Okay, what if you if you're a full power guy and you achieve like okay, let's just say disregarding uh Hoff, no one's gonna beat Hoff for a while, but I'm saying like, okay, if you 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 achieve the highest total ever and you beat everybody and you spend your entire career just trying to beat him and beat him and beat this and beat that. Yeah, it's all about beating these guys. And then that was it. Yeah, you've reached it. Like, and then like now. What so I've spent my whole life not concerned with anybody else in the sport except for one guy and that's me. So I have this very, very refreshing constant drive to consistently beat myself and beat my own marks over and over and over and over again and i love and i absolutely one thing about me i won't do something unless i'm totally fucking in love with it absolutely not like college <clears throat> dropped out high school <clears throat> fuck you but lifting weights he didn't so- drop out of high school he graduated high school just so everyone knows i did <laughs> i just want to make that clear. i don't know how i passed i <laughs> I was in the back of the room saying, tap, fuck it, and writing down my next workout. What's my next workout? How can I improve this? Hmm, maybe I could do this workout. Just this page after page after page after page of just workouts and like ideas. And if, that's all I did. I don't know how the fuck I passed. But you did. True story. So that's kind of how. And that's that's kind of that's a long, drawn out explanation, but that's the easiest way I could explain. What do we have next? Marlon from Germany is asking. Do you think you will hit 1,400 pounds on a meet this year? Would you open the doors for the new level? Think Maker and Brody will chase the third team. So one step at a time, competitively speaking. Right now, my highest bench is 1,120 pounds done in single ply equipment. Now I have branched off. I'm doing a training cycle where I'm using all this over-the-top uh, band shirt equipment. Um, as long as I bench more than 1,120, I'm... Yourself. beating myself i am going in the direction i want uh ultimately right now my first initial goal is to bench 12 and then what's next what 12 50 12 75 13 I, I don't know yeah um to say if it's a good day it's 12 13 14 in the same meet whoa <laughs> to say i'm gonna bench 14 this lot. year i mean it's so much just to do it in training and the setup yeah. and the time it takes so you're I could, just starting to handle that weight yeah you handle a grand for two years, a whole year in the gym, plus a whole year of attempting it at meets before you hit it. It, it was, it's, it's a lot. So mm-hmm. it's going to take some time. And I, I'm just now, I'm just now getting into it, touching those kind of weights. It's going to be a while. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It might take a year. It might take two years. It might take three, but I'm always hungry. And I, I've always got goals and things I want to beat. So who knows? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. Oh, Hudson, you are the strongest man alive. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's just, I, I bench weight. Thank you. Uh, JK Laus is asking for single ply. Should the shirt be as small as possible? What is the best way to break the shirt in? Yes. It should be as tight as you possibly can get it on. And then maybe even just a little bit tighter than that. For real. That's the, you, you have to wear them that way. 
Uh, Ken Anderson told me back when I was 18 or 19 years old that a properly fitted single ply, properly fitted, can rival and surpass anything multiply. I was like, he was right. What? <laughs> and that was true. And uh, if I did, if I didn't show how true that could be in, in June of this past year, then I don't know if I could ever prove that. Now to break it in, start with so for example, if you're a 500 pound bencher, easy number, take that shirt on your first workout with like two plates. You take the weight out. You put all the weight of the bar on the material. It might, it might only move a quarter inch. Just do this over and over again. Let it sit on the shirt. Let it sit on the shirt. If slowly start breaking in those fibers. The next workout, put maybe 275 on there. Same thing. Do multiple sets. Multiple sets of like 10. Putting all the weight of the bar on the shirt and let that fiber start to break in over and over and over. By the third workout, maybe go up to three plates and do that. And that should be about time to start breaking it in, coming down to like a three board. And once you touch a three board, next workout, God, the phones. It's a, they can re listen to it on the podcast. Okay. Dang. Because the pod now, the podcast is going to have a giant lag in it. So just keep talking. Did it kick you off live? I don't think so. Uh, you just can't see me. For those listening to this on YouTube or on the podcast, we're right. also live on Instagram. That's where all these questions are coming from. Why don't you turn that off? Maybe it's too many devices. Why? I don't know. It hasn't been this whole time. Okay. Anyway, um, after the few break-in sets, break-in workouts, started coming down to a three. Next workout, three, possibly to a two. It's, it's very easy to do. Um, I have a lot of information about that on my Patreon, or you can just message me directly. I can talk about it, but that's it's very, very basic. What do we got next? Let's see. I'm going to scroll down. Nice. Amber's amazing. Yes, she is. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about, the 1425. Got. <laughs> okay, here we go. Chaplain David. What do you do to recover after frying your CNS? How long do you need to recover? So, generally speaking, in my experience, the only way to recover from a fried CNS is time. Now, normal weights for me are right now 1200, 1250, 1300. That's like a normal weight range. Yeah. And that's just normal. I'm, I'm fully adjusted to it. I can handle those weights and not be fried. Yeah. You don't get the shakes. No You're not exhausted. Now, 1,400 plus, 1,400 whatever, that fries me really bad. I think I'm a little more adjusted to it because I already handled it once. But it take it took me two weeks to recover, CNS speaking, from 1,400 pounds. Um, you just have to wait. You just, you just have to rest. Things like proper nutrition, diet, sleeping a lot, eating as much as you can as often as you can if you think you're eating enough you're probably not eating enough i promise i barely eat enough i mean i just had a, I mean, i'm still burping up stuff from that huge shake i had but um and you just have to wait now i came in the next week after 1400 and i was holding weights like you know my warm-up weights i was shaking i was like oh shit yeah you had five <laughs> plates on the bar i was like i was, like, I was shaking i was like oh that clear sign i am fried as fuck so but it still went up to 14 and tried it I went to 13. 13, yeah. 
failed at their. I, I got a full range twelve, despite shaking like a fucking leaf in autumn. But I went up to thirteen and missed it. I I don't miss weights very often. It kind of wow. threw it threw my guys off. I'm like mm-hmm. I am, I'm not recovered yet. So let's just wait till this next week, which was today. Got a twenty five pound all time PR in the gym for training lift off of one board. Super happy about it. Yeah. You just have to wait. You just need time. And everybody is different. Jim recovers very quickly for a human being. Um, We've had training partners that have tried to keep up with like the intensity of the overload, 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 overload. And at like week eight or nine, they would just start to go backwards and burn out. And they would need three or four weeks to recover. I felt so bad. But then when they started again. They would just fly up. Yeah, I, I felt really. You'd see, you'd see them peak in strength, and then the next week they would just start going down. But then that was your cue that you down. knew to back them off. And I was like, oh, and then shit. overload again. And it, I mean, it worked. But I did. But I was, I felt so. I was like, oh god, I fried yeah. these guys. I'm so sorry. And, but it's gonna. It's really genetic. It's really gonna depend on your genetics. How fast you can recover. Uh, CNS speaking. Ariel lifts asks, would you recommend lifting in college? Or outside of school in a different federation. Oh, so okay. Uh, wait. This is where my questions are caught up now. Oh, they are. Yeah. Perfect. I can see them from now. You Would you recommend lifting in college or outside of school in a different federation? So maybe her college has a powerlifting team. Like, should she lift just with that oh. school team? Oh, screw that. Or no, like no, no. all of it. Like, do if you're allowed, are you? Would you be allowed to lift in other yeah. federations Why while you're not? on that team? Oh, I. Unless if you're on the team and they say no, I say, well, then screw you. I'm going to lift where I want, when I want, how I want. That's my attitude. Everywhere you can while you're young. Yeah, I I recommend going out and experiencing all federations. If all you know is USAPL, if all you know is USPA, all the power to you. Or if you've only ever lifted in 365 strong, try an IPA. If you've only ever tried APA, IPA. Go to an APF meet. Like, there, there's not many feds out there that I haven't lifted. I'm not lifted in 365 strong. Yeah. Send the one. I, yeah, I'm not lifted in the NGPF. Blech, go fuck yourself. Uh, for real. I'm not choking. Sorry. I know. I know. Another topic. But me. I've lifted in all the major feds. UPA, IPA, RPS, WNPF, APF, IPF, believe it or not, USAPL, USPA, USPF, way back. Uh, Jesus, NASA, but the NASA Federation is a ugh, NASA. You liked NASA. I, I mean, it was a starter it federation. It'd be starter fed. I grew out of it after two weeks. Anyway, we're not going to talk about federation. I'm just saying, I experienced a very broad band of different feds, and I got to experience all different platforms, all different kinds of people, all different kinds of judges and meet directors. And I realized I like these. I hate these so i got to experience that so i definitely get out there and experience the whole everything the sport has to offer branch out and experience it don't Trial. just don't just be stuck in this one little sliver it might and then you might find your favorite federation yeah that's well, that's the point you, yeah. you, you experience all these different feds like whoa i really like how they conduct themselves mm-hmm. these guys are assholes i want to live here and here and here do that don't just limit yourself to one fed don't do that Get out there and see what's out there. Okay. So the next question down. Um, so when we were talking about doing the pick two Ironman, mm-hmm. um, Thomas Undutchable Thomas. said, then why not do a raw 
slingshot, single ply, multi ply, bench only for like an Ironman bench only total. Yeah. Like that would be kind of, I think Jeff Miller talked about putting on a meet like that where it's single ply, multi ply, unlimited. Yes, there's a, and I know it's raw, single ply, unlimited. Raw single ply unlimited. There's actually a meet coming up. It's to be TBD to be determined. December late fall. In the like fall, that. Jeff Miller, which is Ray Ann's Ray Ann Miller's husband, wants to put on a, an officially like a sanctioned meet called Lords of the Bench, where you have three attempts for a combined total. Your raw bench, single ply, unlimited, all combined. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah, for like your your main bench total. I don't want to steal that from him though. He's you know. Well, Jeff might let you borrow it. Uh, anyway. Who knows? For anyway, for that's, a, that, that's a cool idea, yeah. For an unsanctioned meet, absolutely. Um, 1,500-pound bench soon? That's a number I told him he wasn't allowed to talk about yet. 1,500, huh? Um, if I... Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's get used to 14. I can't imagine right now. Yeah, after today, even with how heavy it looked. If I was going to touch 15... Again, this is all straight weight, guys. I don't do reverse bands and where 300 pounds is taken off in the bottom. I don't do that. I do straight weight only. So it's 1,400 pounds up here and it's 1,400 pounds down here. Uh, if I was going to touch 15 right now and I needed it, it'd probably be a day where I'd want to overload Prime ICNS again. I don't want to do that for a while. You wouldn't do it right now. I would probably just take it out and pull it, do like a 10 second, <laughs> 10 seconds. I would do a hold of sorts just to feel it. Yeah. And because we also like, we have to adapt our team to handing that out. Our team is amazing for three men and sometimes women to pick up 1,400 pounds, pick it up and move it, and then let it go in sync with each other perfectly is just as impressive as you benching it. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. And you could not be doing what you're doing without it, without them. I can't tell them enough that I literally can't do this without them. Yeah. So we're also working them up to being able to hand out that much weight. So we're everybody needs to grow into it. I so, think. I mean, they got to stand on blocks on the sides just to be able to have enough leverage to get 14 plus out to me. Yeah. And 15? then get it back in the rack. 1,500, man? No. I don't know. I would like to say I, I, I will touch it here in the next few months. Will I do anything with it? I'll feel it. I'm not ready for 1,500 yet. Emotionally. It's actually really scary being your wife sometimes. FYI. We're not going to talk about it because then I'll probably cry. Um, next question. How easy is it to use a four-ply Pharrell compared to a triple ply poly light years easier light years oh just yeah unbelievable triple ply poly is 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 absolutely absurd miserable single ply poly is absurd miserable yeah, like on your body. Yeah, it's <laughs> hell. It's absolutely just destructive for sharing. This one might actually be a better comparison. Um, two-ply Pharrell versus a two-ply Poly. Like the two plies. Same answer? Same answer. Yeah. It's, it's 
there's no you, and that's the thing, which is why we were all so pissed off in the beginning that the the feds were just like, yep, that's multiply. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, bitch, that is not multiply. That is completely different. Yeah. Completely different. It different is bed styles, different different forces, <laughs> different different dynamic. It's storing energy by elasticity, not compression. There is some compression there, but not a lot. No, it, it is so different. It's unbelievable. And that's why it's in its own division called Unlimited mm-hmm. for a reason. Uh, it is insanely different. Yeah. I'm so glad I got into it because I could leave the gym feeling like I'm still a human being, not a piece of ran over dog shit. And I'm not bleeding down my arms. And I still got skin attached back here. And my face is all blown out. Pretty cool. And so this question is a really good question for right after that. Do you think the band shirt is going to carry over for once you get back to Poly? And will you supplement it in cycles like training blocks, like you do when you go between single ply and multiply? Yeah, definitely. It has to carry over. Well, it's going to carry over mostly because of adaptation, because I'm handling 12, 13, 14 on the normal regular now. Whereas when I'm in my polys, my poly numbers are like 1,000, 1,050, 11, 1150. I, I've touched, not, uh, not touched, but I've, I've board, handled yeah. 12, 1250, 1300 a couple times. But now I'm handling it almost full range all the time, every fucking week. Or you're skipping over it all together, going to something higher. Yeah. So it's going to have, when I go back to my polys, I'm handling 1,000, 1100, 1150. It's going to feel, a lot better because of my adaptation to these heavier loads of my connective tissue and my bones and with your hands when you were handling when you did that 13 and poly Mm. your hands that was your limiting factor then how do they feel now after handling 14 they still fucking hurt i mean the the, my one of my limiting factors is the skin of my palms not the not the bone or the wrist it's the actual skin because my wrist wraps are pushing all this skin i got my real tight wrist wraps on and I'm taking this bunched up skin and putting a bar on it and it's smushing it. So the two forces working against each other. And the, it just. Do you ever think you're going to blood blister from that? I no. guess it's not like the force of like being like. Smushed. No, no, no. But just Jesus Christ, it hurts so much. And I get, I let go of the bar and I'm just like, that's yeah. the first thing I do. And then like, you know, it, it's almost numb. And when you're taking like the wraps off, they're pulling my shirt off and like it brushes. And you can barely feel it. It's like cold. Oh, it's like, oh, like when your leg is asleep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But, oh. So so no, I think I think it will have carryover, but not in the way that we're thinking. I think it's not, not gonna... like a poly overload to poly. Right. Like how that overload would carry. It's gonna have benefit with bone density adaptation speaking. Yes. Kind of like poly to raw. Kind of. Like just because you can handle a thousand in a poly doesn't mean you can automatically bench eight raw. But your raw weights will feel you're going to be if you're adapted to a thousand four or five hundred raw is going to feel lighter because you're adapted to so much. Yeah. that's what i think okay are triceps still 75 percent of your bench press even when training raw i've heard louis simmons say triceps were 75 percent of the bench press i think the answer to everybody's bench um, questions well any, any help me bench help me bench my bench sucks i i'm stuck i'm more triceps and do the weird tricep stuff that's not fun and then second to that i would say more back 
work your back more than your front and slay your triceps. You can never, even myself, and there's nobody on the planet that I believe has strong enough triceps. More triceps is the answer. So yes, I believe that's still true. Have you ever experienced after a bench or tricep section, tricep session, um, when you flex your triceps, it would cramp up really bad. It happens yeah. to Thomas on Dutch. Oh yeah. I've, I've had it where uh, I try to put like, like a, a Charlie horse. Yeah. It's like, tricep? it's like if you flex too far, it'll like, like, Oh shit. You have to like, you have to like keep your arm up here. If you, if you go to reach for something, it like seizes up. You're like, Oh shit. You have to do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> happens uh you just gotta let it heal you just gotta let it heal stretch stretching might help i have my i have like limited mobility it's hard for me to stretch the tricep because my my bicep gets in my way or something but like you stretch it might help um massage massage gun it i don't know but definitely mm-hmm. have to pay attention to that. Yeah, that sucks <laughs> well, um a lot of talking Mothman eats his veggies. I get the hand pain. I train in my garage, and when it's 15 degrees out, my hands hurt just touching the bar from the cold. Oh, right. So he's out in California, I think. So yeah, he probably. Like northern. I I don't know. I think southern. Um, have you ever tried some kind of skin-friendly medical tape to protect your hand skin, kind of like hook grip coolers do for their thumbs? No, because if I start using protective tape. It's not legal. It's not legal. Thumb fads don't let you use tape if you hook grip deadlift. I can't hook grip deadlift anyway because I got fucking these meaty, palmy baby hands. hands. I got to do the whole reverse, you know, those supinated and fucking, I hope my bicep stays attached. But no, um, if I start using AIDS, like protective tape, I get used to that, and then I can't go to the meat and use it. It's gonna fuck me up. So I just yeah. bear it through. It's, it's just skin. It's just train like you compete. Don't do anything in training. That's our motto. It's gonna fuck you up on meat day. Train how you compete. You compete. That's why I use. We figured that out years ago, oh, yeah. and that is what's helped us ever since. Well, that's why I only use straight weight competition. I used to do reverse bands, yeah. pretty heavy back. And when and, we switched that, we were just like, "Why are we doing all this training? We don't. We don't do reverse band shit it. training. It's not." thousand pounds up here and 700 down here it doesn't no you use straight weight in competition so use straight weight mm-hmm. best decision of my life yeah. anyway uh anyway Mothman from wisconsin that makes more sense that's a lot of cold I, oh i was thinking ah fuck I, you said one rep max i was like oh did i at one point i don't I, think i did but that's who you're thinking of it's all right California. wisconsin oh Wisco- Ooh, yuck all that, all that lake effect. No. What's your favorite exercise for triceps, and how often do you train it? I can't. I've, if you watch my lives before, if you if you're on Patreon, you'd already know. Reverse grip bench. Reverse grip benching has changed my life, changed my career for the better. When I got my first thousand pound bench, January of 2020, I benched 1,035 multiplied actual like poly multiply not unlimited the multiply katana that same year about a month or two after that i started reverse grip benching so i've been reverse grip benching for almost two years and my next my next five competitive bench presses after that 1035 multiply bench my next five benches were all single ply 
and they surpassed my multiply every single time. So I went from 1,035 to 1,050 to 1,080 to 1,120 to 1,060 to, I mean, it was four. Anyway, my single ply bench, not only because I technically mastered the single ply, but my, my tricep strength just blew through the fucking roof because of reverse grip benching. I cannot talk about it enough. I can have an entire live and bore you guys to death just talking about the reverse grip bench. Um, so Maybe we'll just make some YouTube videos on it. Perfect. There we'll you do go. YouTube videos. There you go. Uh, besides that, you want a more simple answer. Single joint movements would be something like dumbbell extensions. I do floor extensions, either with dumbbells or a curl bar. I never use straight bar. Straight bar will destroy your joints. This is natural joint alignment. This is not natural joint alignment. It'll destroy your wrists. So I do a lot of dumbbell extensions, usually on incline, and then floor extensions where the bar is on the floor from a dead stop, and then extend, dead stop on the floor. That's single single joint movements. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This person says, have a two-ply F8 banded shirt. Would love it if you would do a full video on the difference on how to bench in a banded shirt. A lot of people are saying no tugging. Tucking. Oh, tucking. Instead of tugging. Maybe tugging or tucking. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. Uh, so at least in the four-ply monster that I showed you guys earlier, Rob designed. So, okay. So I don't. I don't necessarily tuck very hard. I don't bench like this. In your poly? Nope. I just bench off my belly. I try to limit how much I'm tucking. So when we lock out a weight, we have to be out here. When you're locking out a weight, you want to be flared out. If you're doing rack lockouts, do this experiment. You can lock out more weight flared than you can tuck. I promise. You want to flare at the top when you lock out. So if I tuck a shitload in the bottom, I have to then waste a lot of energy trans um, that corkscrew. doing the corkscrew motion to eventually come out and lock it out. So I try to actually limit how much I tuck. So I tuck about maybe 45 degrees. I don't know. My biggest thing is benching down here on the belly. So as long as I can come down on the belly, I don't care where my elbow is. I'm not trying to bench out here like this. I am tucked somewhat, but I'm not trying to physically tuck a lot. Because you have to transition back out to here, corkscrew. So as long as I can bench down here, I don't care where my elbows are. Now, tucking is more for a thing like if you're in a poly and uh, the weight locks up. The shirt just stops like a katana. Well, they lock up on you. You try to tuck more to get the shirt to open and then make a touch. So I don't, I don't actually physically try to tuck when I'm benching, regardless of what kind of gear I'm using. So but you're also not flaring out, pushing out. No, I'm not, I'm not. That no. was some of the advice that you got in the beginning. And every time you did it, it was just like the shirt would go away. My shoulder was starting to pop under yeah. a thousand pounds because I was flaring out. Dislocating your scapula. Yeah, I actually dislocated one of my shoulders, my actual humerus bone. Because I was like, okay, bringing it down. Okay, flare out pop and i was like okay yeah. fuck this um so no uh, i just as long as you're benching on your belly you can do that even with a stock two ply the stock double that i got from anderson powerlifting 
stock neck. This is stock everything, right? Um, no special neck. No, nothing custom. I can still bench down on my belly. I just bring it low. I just bench normal. I don't change anything. I, like she said, initially, we were being told, oh, do this. You got to learn how to bench. You got to flare out. Yeah, like, do everything that what? you know what to do, do differently. And it was so such a mind. And I was like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go back to my polys. So I did yeah. that. For, I was back and forth, back and forth. And then one day, I, I was working with the big boy shirt, the one that Rob made me custom. And I just like, it wasn't going, I was like, it wasn't going right. I was like, what the fuck? And I just like, hey, out of pure frustration, frustration I just brought it, I just bellied up and brought it down how I normally do. And it clicked yep. And the shirt. I was like, holy shit, there it is. Yeah. I remember you, and Amber was so excited. She was like, do that. Whatever you just did, do that. It was like 8.50 leading up to a big weight that day. I think touching 12 for the first time in one of these things. And I bellied up and benched normal. And it just like, it came down further and it poof, shot up. I was like, the there it is. Pissed off at it, you know? So I, no, I just bench, nor I don't change a thing. I bench in these, how I bench in my polys, I limit my tuck. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the long explanation. Yeah, that was good though. Uh, thoughts on using chains when benching? Yeah. No. Don't like it? I, I got conned into it a couple times at the gym by my, peer pressured by my uh few of my guys yeah. not a fan straight weight is the way why don't you like chains? because for me the chains were always i know that's kind of the point but the chains were always uneven i don't mean like they were collecting on the floor in a different way that's kind of the point no i always had trouble where there was more chain hanging off the floor or hanging to the floor on this side there was more chain off the floor on this side it was always like it was like benching like this like uneven i would get hurt like minorly but i would like ah, i twinge something do you, do you ever use chains in your shirt or is that like a raw thing no that's a raw, raw thing. thing um i've used one and i that had a well, there's a video on on uh my page or uh, on instagram would be doing a close grip 765 with a slinger like 100 pounds of chains that was one of the days i got conned into doing it i'm not a fan Again, I think doing it. Yeah, you know, with love, with love, with good intentions. But my, I'm a fan of straight weight. That's how we compete. I know it's all West Side. And, ooh, it's conjugate and change in bands and acceleration and force equals mass. Okay, Louis. You Jesus just want to go in and pick up heavy shit. I just want to go in the gym, lift heavy weights, get stronger. Simple philosophy. Fuck chains. What is one thing you wish you'd known much earlier in your lifting career? And do you have any regrets so far in your lifting career? Hmm. So I wish back when I was 15, 16, 17, that I would have known, hey, if you're training, the, if you're training the way you want to train and nobody else on the planet trains that way, but you're getting results because every every human being, past, present, and in the future is different. It, I am different. She's different. You're all different than any other human being that's ever lived. If you're getting results from the way you train, but nobody else does it, that doesn't mean it's wrong. I used to be like, well, I'm getting super strong. This is working. But like, but Ryan Canelli doesn't train like that. But Scott Mendelson doesn't train like that. But it can't be right. Gene Richard doesn't yeah. train. It can't be right. I got to do something different. I got to train how they train. They're, they're the strong ones. No, 
So what works for me won't work for her, won't work for any of you, might not work for anybody at my gym. Or it might work. Or it might. Don't tell them that it won't, like it, it might work. So I wish I would have known that back when I was a really young buck. Now, regrets? Do you ever regret taking that break to join the military? Yes. That's my biggest regret. I think it did some good, though, because you were really burnt out. Like, taking a break, maybe. I had left the sport. I left the sport in 2015 like an asshole. I dropped a dead turkey. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. Dead turkey. So dead turkey cold. <laughs> I dropped. Yeah, you I, literally came home from the gym one day and you were like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going back. And I was like, yeah, okay. Nope. I, I sold all my equipment. Or gave it away. I sold triple ply bench shirts, squat suits, boss suits. I sold it all. Went away. And I dropped it cold turkey. I lost 20 pounds just in muscle in the first three or four months. Yeah. I lost an additional 20 pounds while I joined the Marine Corps like an asshole. That I regret because I probably could have benched. I was attempting a thousand pounds at one competition in 2015 at the Arnold Classic. Yeah, at 25 years old. 20. 25, because then you joined the military at 26. Five. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I was touching a thousand pounds in competition. At 25. Um, but I had to wait until I was 29, 30 um, to do it. I do regret that. I regret. But, I mean, from where we're at now, everything happened how it happened. And what we have now is really. I know. But just no. the Marine Corps was not the way. Yeah. Or do you wish you would have kept lifting? And I mean, I guess you couldn't. There's no. no way you would have been able to drop no. 35 pounds and still stay. When I joined work. the Marine Corps, I was Marine Corps. Yeah. I was a, I was that a, obsessive personality. I was you a, were obsessed with I was a, being the best Marine you could be. I was a, at five foot five. I got little legs. I was a 20 minute three mile runner at one yeah. point. I mean, I was really gun ho into it. Mm-hmm. Shooting. I was a really good shooter. I was a. My best shot out of 350, I scored a 326 expert on yeah. rifle range. I was really into it. It turned sour really quick. Mm-hmm. It was fucking stupid. I wish I hadn't done it, but we're in a good position now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but so. Yeah, as lifting wise, just don't take that break. So, no disrespect. But I was in it once, so I can say what I want. So, anyway, uh, I'll cut you off. All right, asked this before, but missed it. Um, what can I do when I have lockout problems? I always fail my lifts in a shirt. There, um, train floor, train floor press. Oh my gosh, floor press. You know, mm-hmm. you know what that is? Okay. With chains and spodos, anything else I could do to help? It could be a technique thing. I always say, so I do. I bench. I almost well. I not only bench backwards, I also bench backwards in another sense. The whole concept of when you're in equipment, this is especially important. When you bench an equipment and you touch and you press, it's a bench press, right? You can't think of it as a press, you have to think of it as an extension. So normally in a bench press, the, the whole cue is press it up, press it up, press it up. When it gets to the top, start engaging the triceps. Ah, and extend and try to break the bar and have to lock the weight out. So a lot of times you see this, you see a big lift that goes boom, and it stops. And then you see this, you see a struggle because you're turning your triceps on at the last minute. So it's a press followed by an extension. I do that backwards. 
I extend followed by a press. So when I touch, I'm thinking about what I'm not, I'm not waiting for the end of the lift to start breaking the bar apart and engaging the triceps. I do that at the beginning. So I do an extension followed by a press. I do it backwards. So I touch, I start engaging the triceps. I try spreading the bar apart. My triceps are engaged. Then I follow that the press. So I have a tricep dominant press. If you wait until the top, it's like if I if you had an empty bar in your hands, you were an inch from lockout. So you're just like right here. You're sitting here with an empty bar. And I just magically threw 500 pounds on there. Ooh. And your triceps weren't ready to catch that weight at the top. You're never going to lock it out. I tell the story, which I mean, no disrespect to him, my buddy Adam Hicks. Me and him went to the 09 Bench Nationals at, in Cleveland, USAPL. Ugh, I hadn't learned my lesson yet. Well, this was the day I learned my lesson. Different story. He was trying to bench 500 pounds. All three attempts went the exact same way. And he, he had dropped 100 pounds of body. He was 220 at this meet. He was 320 when I met him. So he had a big drop of body weight. 700-pound bencher. Now he's trying to bench 500. Each attempt, he brought the weight down, press, it went boom. Then he did this. He, just, he couldn't lock out. He was this far from lockout. All three attempts, just boom. And he, and he did, he was literally dancing like this. He could not lock it out. I was like, how the fuck is that? And I realized back then what was going on. I'm guilty of this. He used the equipment and his main pressing muscles to heave and push or press the weight up to here. Once you get up to here, your triceps aren't turned on and you're never going to lock that weight out. You have to engage the triceps down the bottom of the lift by extending and then follow through with the press. So you have a tricep dominant press. So I think it's a technique thing. That's why when I teach boards, I refer to them as three board extensions or two board extensions. Like I confuse people. I'm like, oh, we touch a board. Don't call it a board press. Rewire your thinking. If you're not pushing, you're not pressing the board, the bar off the board. You touch and you extend. Touch and extend. Don't push. Don't do this. Extend with the triceps. You have to be a tricep dominant bencher. It's very hard to do. It's taken me a very long time to learn how to do that. I used to watch videos when I was like 20 or 21 years old, benching like at the 800s. I would like do it back and forth. You could see the bar come down in one smooth motion. It would come up in two motions. I'm like, oh, look right. So I was doing that. I was using the equipment and pressing. Then once all that shit gave out, it would stop. And then on a second motion, oh, now triceps. Ah, it was a struggle. It was almost like right arm, left arm. It wasn't like it is now. So you have to yeah. fix that. You have to train yourself to be tricep dominant and use your triceps the entire lift. Don't wait till the top to engage triceps. Engage them down in the bottom. So I can engage from the bottom with pecs, right? Or I can engage in the bottom with triceps. I can use my arm in the bottom or my chest. I don't want to engage from here. I want to engage from here, okay? Not this, and then this. Use this in the bottom, okay? That's, it goes, it's, it, that's as easy as I can explain it in the short mm -hmm. end. Looks though, good to me, bud. Okay. <laughs> so what's next? All right. Any shoulder issues when you're benching uh, reverse grip? Uh, Tim McCain says he yeah. noticed after a few weeks, his right shoulder gets a little cranky. So the thing with the, the reverse grip is that it locks your shoulder 
This is internal rotation. This is a big no-no. This is bad juju for benching heavyweights. You want to be externally rotated, which is tucked. When I reverse grip, I can't do the full reverse grip. I do the the, the hook, the talon grip, yeah. where it's like in my doing two fingers that. here. Yeah. So I don't bench. This is pronated. This is reverse grip. I can't physically do this. My wrist won't let me. So I hold the bar between these two fingers like this, and I bench like this. So not like this, like this. You are locked into an externally rotated position. You cannot physically flare out from here with your reverse grip, which is why it's so safe for the shoulders. Thank you. <laughs> so if you're having shoulder issues, it might be because you're still initiating the movement by using all of your, your pushing with this. Whereas when you touch, you should be trying to extend out of the bottom with your triceps, not pushing with the shoulders and pecs and then the triceps. It's hard, it's easier to be tricep dominant when you reverse grip bench as compared to pronated. But that could be the issue that you're still relying on. If somebody is relying on these muscles to do the majority of the work or initiate the press, then I make the argument that your triceps are not the strongest muscle. Your triceps, that's why I do very, I don't do heavy chest, heavy shoulders ever. I still do them to keep them from atrophying, keep them big. I'm trying to build some muscle operation, get bigger titties. That's one of my things. I have small packs. I'm trying to get them bigger. But I, I want to be, my triceps to be the strongest muscle. Whatever is the strongest, your body's going to rely on the heaviest. When you begin a press and your tricep dominant, you have really strong triceps. You're going to use your triceps to do the press. If your chest or your shoulders overpower your triceps, you're going to rely on your shoulders and pecs to start the movement, do the initial press, followed by the triceps. That could be the reason. Uh, make sure your scapulas are tucked enough. I had a problem where my left one was not tucking enough because I had a mobility issue. Jericho from our chiropractic care fixed that real quick. But because I couldn't tuck this one enough, my shoulder was out of position. I was actually hurting my shoulder even reverse gripping. I actually dislocated my shoulder slightly. Um, I was sitting at home and I relaxed. My shoulder went, boonk. I was like, uh-oh, yeah. pulled it back in, slept that way. He fixed it the next day, but um, oh. so even, yeah, it was, it was like, boonk. <laughs> I could feel it slip. I was like, oh, that ain't good. Yeah, and you were like, oh, I have to sleep on this one side. I have this pillow under my arm. Yeah, it was miserable. I mean, I, I didn't hurt when I was sleeping, but I knew like if I relaxed, it would it slide out of position. Ever so slightly, but I could still feel it. So you have to be tricep dominant. You have the key, like we mentioned earlier, more triceps, more triceps. All right. Um, what do you recommend to a football player that had a labrum tear after PT? Oh, fuck's sake. You might just need a doctor for that I'm, one. I'm not one to do any medical advice. I recommend doing your physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. see a doctor. Oh, well, he's saying after he had a labrum tear, he did PT. I mean, do they give aftercare instructions? I don't know. That's that's a really good medical question. I'm not I'm not qualified to give that kind of information. And he's never had any injuries like those to compare to. Um, the only thing I will say is that there's a lot of successful, very heavy lifters, benchers out there with torn labrums who have been successful. I recommend probably not benching raw very much. Get into equipment. It's designed to keep you safe to keep that shit from happening but you probably did it during football that sucks i'm sorry consult your physician i'm not really 
Yeah. I can't get medical advice. Um, so we'll probably start wrapping it up here, but here's this one from one rep max. I it is the correct one this time. Uh, how are your forearms? Fine. You're good. Now then, that your ulnas are back in place, you're fine. Yeah, right? I had both ulnas out of place at one point. Jerrica put them back in. Um, you guys are ever in Virginia. You got to go to Fredericksburg. You have to go see Jericho at a live by design chiropractic. There was so much wrong with Jim's body that he was like, how the fuck did you just bench 1,120 pounds? Like he couldn't even fix everything in one sitting because when you get things adjusted like that it'll do like your body will kind of go into like a minor shock so he's like we need to do this in multiple sessions i had both ulnas out of place one shoulder three ribs in my back both scapulas and i think a hip were all out of place he put them all back in over multiple your sessions ribs. the sternum, ribs the sternum scapula shoulder ulnas. ulnas i think i don't know what else but it sucked it was a lot. He was like, but oh. I also had what? the equivalent of shin splints mm. alongside the outside of my forearm here. So the muscle tissue was microscopically tearing away from the bone right here. And it hurt like eight bitches on a bitch boat. It fucking sucked. Got over that. Uh, I actually used uh, body protective compound 157, BPC 157 mm -hmm. uh, on my forearms here, which helped heal that very, very quickly. That shit makes you heal like fucking Wolverine. Highly recommend it. That was nice. That yeah. was nice. Um, but right now they feel fine. I'm pretty adapted to most of the weights I'm handling. Coral calcium. Coral calcium. I, like that, I mean, that definitely has helped your bones. That was recommended to me by Rob Farrell because he told me, hey, you know, my body is not designed to handle a thousand pounds, even though he did it at a very light body weight. Mm -hmm. And he was getting micro fractures. So he started supplementing uh, coral calcium to help combat micro fractures in the bone. That's an option as well. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. I heard a, I had a little bit of pain on the inside of my forearm today at 1425, um, but I feel fine. I'm good to go. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we're almost, we've been doing this for probably close to an hour. Oh, it's been over an hour. Over an hour. Oh, it's it's going to be a long podcast episode. It doesn't say on there. Oh, uh, well. Um, it'll also be up on YouTube. So, well, well it's, uh, what else? Do we have any other? Here's the last questions. Okay. So we can wrap it up. Well, Tony joined. So last minute, Tony. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, guys, we're going to wrap it up right there. I don't want to waste any more time. I want you guys to have a good night and have a good uh, rest of your night, good weekend. So, yeah. Last couple things. If you're a junior lifter or a teenage lifter, or if you know young lifters, head over to Cold Strong Scholarship. Our scholarship applications are open. Um, we are awarding three people a thousand dollars and a little powerlifting goodie box this year um just the requirements are you've had to have powerlifting experience at least one sanctioned meet under your belt that we can verify on open powerlifting and a recommendation letter from someone that you lift with and there's like a little questionnaire um it's super easy to fill out there's also a nomination questionnaire on the website just coldstrongscholarship.com you can go there you can nominate a young lifter um, or you can have the lifter themselves fill it out. Um, and we're really, we're getting quite a few applications and we're excited to get some more. Those close January 31st. So we've got about two weeks left. You dying, bud? You okay? You good? Yeah. You so, too um, yeah. So anyway, 
that's the Cold Strong Scholarship. She just explained to you. I also have the Patreon, ten bucks a month. If you want to watch every set and every rep of every movement I do, not just what I post on Instagram, all of the workouts six days a week. Yep. Of all of the background stuff I do, that leaves how me he warms up, everything. How, what he ends with. All the all the sets you don't get to see, all the little background stuff that makes the difference. A lot of shenanigans from our team. Watching me squat and deadlift, mm-hmm. back work, whatever you want. It's all on Patreon for 10 bucks a month. So yeah. that interests you. I know a lot of you are already on there. I really appreciate that. We get 100 patrons. Jim will do 100 burpees. No, the deal is you get 100 patrons. Oh. You have to stiff my worst ammonia oh. on camera. Doing 100 burpees. No. I, I remember that clock. Oh. <laughs> That's Marine Corps shit. Uh, so, right. again, the Cole Strong uh, Power Podcast. This is benching and bullshitting. Where we just sit here. And bullshit. and bullshit talk about bench and we're live on instagram so you can ask questions live and then it'll be up on the podcast the only and now it'll be up on youtube bench press, bench the only press. That matters yeah. anyway. so please <laughs> uh that's the end of the episode thank you all very much for joining us here tonight it's been a good night yeah, thank you very guys. much have a good rest of your saturday night have a good rest of your weekend and we'll catch you next time all right thanks a lot <laughs>